Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Universes Academy podcast. With you, as always, I am your host, John Jennings, and with me is uh, Ryan Kraft. How are we doing, Ryan? I'm good, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Uh, hope everyone had some happy holidays. They've been uh, hot down here in South Carolina. It's been about 75 degrees every day. Just every day. Raining, every- hot, yeah. terrible. And- and if you don't know about South Carolina, when it, like South Carolina is not like a dry heat, like places like Texas or like Nevada or places like that. It's a very humid, suffocating heat. So when it rains, it's that much worse. <laughs> the humidity is off the charts. We're in the we're in the upstate portion of South Carolina, so we're we're not even in the fun part, like on the coast by the beach or anything like that. Just uh, up here in the mountains, getting rained on, being hot all the time and muggy, but. It's not all bad, because we have a whole bunch of current events to catch up on, and that's actually what we're going to do today. This is just kind of a catch-up. This is about a whole bunch of news from JASCO about a whole lot of stuff coming up. Um, If you haven't seen or read, there was a pretty huge OP announcement. OP is organized play. It's a pretty huge OP announcement, uh, not the least of which was the hiring of uh, Frank DeBrito, their new head of organized play. Uh, They announced this back on December 15th. Uh, he's worked for Konami, uh, helping out with their organized play. If you don't know, Konami puts out a little game named Yu-Gi-Oh! So, what's, you know... What's that about? <laughs> what's that about, yeah. Um, so we're pretty excited to hear that. You know, that's kind of one thing we were all waiting on as someone who does... As people who are interested in the organized play part and the the next level of competitive play. Uh, we hadn't really heard anything. There had been, you know, Jasko had been saying for a while, Hey, we're going to have news on organized play for the new year. Mm-hmm. And along with this, they also kind of put out their roadmap for what they want the organized play to be for this first year and this first full cycle of My Hero. Um, Ryan, what were your initial thoughts, reactions to what we heard for the organized play stuff? Um, so I'm excited that you know that they got a new guy in who's like only job is to run organized play, right? Mm-hmm. I it's been a while since I played UFS before MHA. Uh, I don't know that they've had just like a pure organized play guy in the past mm-hmm. and if they did i'm sorry my bad i, I <laughs> it's just been a while since i played but it's cool to have someone come in with some experience to to spearhead that and make it a successful program for the company because there's a lot of people that play card games just for organized play mm-hmm. so if you don't have that unlock then it's hard to convince people to keep playing yeah um, I, I, like you said okay. it's pretty awesome they have a no just the, just to reiterate it's awesome they have a dedicated person to doing this. I remember back when I played uh, UFS, back in the old days, uh, when it, back when it was Sabretooth, I remember going to like the first, I think it was the second world tournament, it was the first one I went to, and like the people running the organized play stuff were also just like the game designers and just like whatever random employee they could find to throw out there. Yeah. So, um, ha- having having one person, like you said, headed up, I think is a, is a cool thing. Yeah, and I don't know, I know that, I feel like they had said in the past that they were like, um, contracting out the organized play to like a third party or something but i don't know if that's still the case Mm. um for mha so i guess we'll see but at the very least new head of op for the company and then on the after that uh just like a week after or two we got the uh the announcement of all these events that are coming Mm -hmm. yeah um like I said, they kind of laid out a roadmap for what's going to be happening. Uh, they, they're called... Uh, the first big thing is the webcam events, which are actually going to be this week. It's We're recording on January 2nd. I believe the first one is on the 5th, right? Right. This coming which, Wednesday. 
Yeah, which I know you're you and Matt are both looking to play, and I'm not going to be able to because let's be honest, 7 p.m. You know, I'm an old man. I got a baby. It's uh, it's not really doable. I might, I might log on and try to watch a few games or something, but it's yeah. not a question for me. But but I'm happy you guys are getting to get in there. Uh, I think this is a great opportunity for a lot of players. It, it is a webcam event. It is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, they've said at max it'll be five events, so there's no guarantee it's gonna or five rounds. Sorry. There's, so there's no guarantee it'll be five rounds. They said five rounds based on, you know, number of people that uh, sign up, number of people who want to play. Uh, it's $5. You get a booster pack, and you get a plus ultra pack just for playing. You have to play two rounds, but if you make it those two rounds, you get that. Winners get an additional plus ultra. They get a victory pack, right? They get a victory pack, yes. And more importantly, the winners of the event... Uh, also get one of the Gen Con 2019 My Hero playmats, which is really cool. One, just to have it, that's a pretty cool piece of swag. They're also, I heard they're selling for a nice little chunk of change on eBay if yeah. you can unload it. You don't really care about it. Um, but it's 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 pretty cool bragging thing. Like, like hey, you know, I got I got this sweet playmat. Yeah. They do look pretty cool. Yeah, they look um, cool. They're extremely rare, so if you win one, I mean, you can keep it. it and have a, a very rare piece of merch, or you can sell it and maybe make some money. Because there's people yeah. who want those things, and those people are all over Facebook. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, there, it is going to be a webcam event. Obviously, this has been asked a bunch at different offices, and even I asked Ryan, I didn't know, and he told me, well, they get asked this pretty much every week. But there yeah. is no way currently for Jesco to do a digital version of a card game. They don't have the digital rights, I believe, is the issue. Yeah. So even doing something like Tabletop Simulator or Octagon or something like that, that's technically considered a digital version of the card game, and they could not do that. So their only workaround right now is to do Discord webcam events. Uh, and Ryan, you and Matt were actually working on doing some webcam practice. So what was that like? Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I mean, if you haven't gotten your setup tested out yet, I would definitely advise doing that before you get to uh, Wednesday to play games. Um, mm -hmm. Because it's it's hard to to get a good angle, especially if you don't have a webcam stand or something. So, I mean, I was like, my my webcam looked like it was about to take a dive off a cliff, holding on to the top of my monitor at like a <laughs> hundred and forty degree angle to look down at my cards. Yeah. Um, the I guess the biggest thing is you're you're not gonna be able to read cards. So if you don't know what the cards do, you probably just want to have UVS Ultra open or ask your opponent what the cards do because. No matter how good the angle is, you're not going to be able to read the text on the cards. So mm -hmm. be prepared to just have like UVS Ultra or say, hey, can you say, tell me what that does, read that to me, or whatever. Um, but after we got all the kinks ironed out, the experience of playing on a webcam was fine. I mean, it was it was like playing in person. You're talking to each other. Uh, you mm -hmm. can't really see each other's face because your webcam is pointing at your, your hands and your cards on your table. Um, but I mean, it didn't really take away from the experience. It was still fun. I mean, that was the first time I'd ever played on a webcam and it was nice to actually be playing with physical cards and not have to mess around with tabletop simulator. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was fine. I had no issues with it at all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, also we should be fair to Jasco. They've, they've already said, Hey, we're gonna, this is like a test event. Yeah. We're kind of, we're looking for feedback. We're looking to see what works and what doesn't, you know, help us help communicate to them what actually worked about it and the things that didn't work, how to make them better. Yeah. And that's all I feel like that's always an important process with giving feedback, right? Like, don't just say this sucked. 
say right. this is why this maybe this is why this sucked and maybe this is what i think could do to make it better yeah uh, um and they they also gave out some additional info regarding the tournament one thing that is important uh one of the rules is all players are expected to know the contents of their deck and reasonably know how they interact with each other and other cards mm-hmm. and because of that you're also expected to play at a, at a reasonable pace um i think that's important because you it, it, it may be honestly for some people that they don't know how th- certain cards interact, but like some players may not see that that way. Maybe they think you're trying to like stall or drag out the game or something. And so it's just a reminder like, hey, this is an official competitive tournament. Mm-hmm. You need to be familiar with the cards. You need to understand the rules before you step into here. Um, yeah, and they, I think that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of saying, hey, you know, new players are welcome. Just do your research because this is not like a teach you how to play event. This yes. is a... This is an actual tournament, so it's cool if you mm-hmm. want to come and play and you want to have fun, but know what your cards do and don't expect everyone to tell you how to play the game. Yes, as uh, Colleen comes in and grabs her Animal Crossing device. That's important. <laughs> That's important. Yeah, man. Gotta have that Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it, it's going to be standard tournament rules. You know, best two out of three, I think 50-minute matches. Mm-hmm. Um it's another thing is you it's you have to make every reasonable effort to make sure that your hand not your hands your card hand is within view of the camera you don't have to obviously show them your cards but it's just to make sure you're not like sitting your hand like back here and like oh i need this uh plus ultra in my hand right now well you also should keep your hands in the camera as well yes um and yes. if you like take them out of camera you're supposed to like put them back in like palm up uh-huh. and show that you're not palming cards and bringing them in um but yes. if honestly I'm just going to be honest. If you're cheating on a webcam event that's for fun, fuck you. I'm just going to say it. Like, don't cheat. <laughs> don't cheat ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, side note, I used to play the Warhammer 40K TCG uh, through um, Fantasy Flight, and it was an LCG. I, I called it a TCG. It was an LCG. So there's literally, the only thing you can win are promo versions of cards. And at the second Nationals at Gen Con, the person who won was caught on webcam cheating. <laughs> So, yeah. It's, awesome. Yeah, because, you know, it's a recorded event. And people went back and watched it and noticed very clearly that he had too many cards. Yeah. Um, and Fantasy Flight invented a banned list to put him on it. So, don't cheat. <laughs> There's there, there are people watching this. Like Ryan said, it's just for fun. It It is a competitive tournament, but... This is not like, you know, 100K on the line here or something, right? It's, yeah. it's not okay to cheat if there's 100K on the line, but that's I understand why people might feel the need to <laughs> right. at that point. Um, uh, they did also announce, because there are certain cards that refer to looking at the top and maybe placing them in the back or pers- placing them in a certain order, specifically the character Jiro and her card Plug-In. Um, essentially, they have eroded them so that there is a webcam-enhanced version of the card. So for Jiro, the normal enhance is once per turn, you look at the top two cards of both players' decks, you replace them in any order. Obviously on a webcam, that's kind of impossible to do. Yeah. So so it's the, the new version is just for the webcam events only. You just reveal the top two cards of both players' decks and you put them back in any order. So it kind of sucks because your opponent's going to know what you did, but they're going to find out anyway. So mm-hmm. I guess it's it's okay. And plug-in is the same way. Before it was look the top player of either card's deck, you can discard it. Now it's just reveal the top card of either player's deck, and you may discard it. So, yeah. you know, minor minor tweaks. Not not too bad. Yeah, um, I think that's a nice compromise to the character, because uh, if you didn't make these 
erratas. We're going to put heavy air quotes on that. Um, mm -hmm. Then either the character is unplayable and you just have to ban it on webcam, or mm -hmm. if you're playing it, just know that your opponent's cheating every time they show you the two cards because they mm -hmm. also can see their own camera, and they're like, oh, there's this card and this card. I know what these are, and there's no way to get around it. Like, I, I yeah. can't, like, close my eyes and then, like, get it on my deck somehow. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, um, it's, it's fun. It's good that they made her playable in the tournament because I honestly thought they were just going to be like, yeah, don't play Jiro. Yeah, I we were all kind of wondering, like, how is they going to do this? But it's, yeah. it's a reasonable, it sucks, but it's a reasonable, reasonable change, right? Yeah. And then I guess there was one more big thing in the webcam weekly announcement. Mm -hmm. And that was the new Mulligan rules. Yes, this wanna... is a huge change. Yeah. So, obviously, we know right now the mulligan, the way it works, is both players can take a partial mulligan, meaning you look at your six cards, seven cards, whatever. You look at your cards, pick the ones you want, sit those aside, pick the cards you don't want, sit those over here, draw back up to your full hand size, shuffle them in, good to go. So, hey, Joe. The, the new rule is player one has to take a full mulligan if they choose the mulligan, and that means... You look at your hand, you don't like it, you discard your entire hand, and you draw back up. And I think you can do it twice, right? Yep, you can do two full mulligans, and you don't shuffle the cards that you mulligan away back into your deck until you choose your hand. So if yes. you mulligan twice and you're playing a seven-hander, you got 14 cards out of your deck when you're drawing your, your last hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and more importantly, you don't remove those cards from the game. An old UFS, if you mulligan, took a full mulligan. Well, there's only full mulligans. You had yeah. to you remove those cards from the game. Right. Uh, which, that's, it's amazing you don't have to do that now. Um, however, player two can still take a partial mulligan, and on the start of their first turn, you draw an extra card. Ryan, thoughts? I'm, I'm totally fine with experimenting. Uh, <laughs> there's been a huge, in my opinion, a huge disparity in player one uh, in their percentage to win games for forever, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so if this brings a 70-30 or 60-40 discrepancy closer to 50-50, I'm cool with it. And if it makes it 50-50, I think it's really interesting that, um, uh, if you win a die roll in a tournament, or like in a tournament to play a match, if you win the die roll, maybe you don't automatically say I'm going first. Because maybe mm -hmm. there's an advantage to going second for certain characters now, and you would actually choose to go second. I think that's really yeah. cool because... For me, it's not fun, and me and Matt talked about this last night, it's not fun if you're going into a match with someone, and before the game even starts, before the match starts, they beat you in a die roll, and you're like, oh shit, well, I have like 20% less chance to win now, just because they beat me in something that has nothing to do with the game, they just got lucky on a die roll. Mm -hmm. So, if this brings that disparity a little closer together, I'm fine with it. I don't have any issues with, you know, going big on it and making big changes. And if it doesn't work out, you can always peel it back or do whatever else you need to do. But um, I think it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I tend to agree that I, I think there, there needed to be something to, to change the imbalance between the, the two going first. Having your character ready is okay, but it, right. it really doesn't, it doesn't make it for the fact that, oh, I'm playing against Tokiyami. Tokiyami mm -hmm. goes first. He builds... I don't know, four cards, I mean, four foundations, because he doesn't necessarily really need that many more, builds four or maybe up to five foundations on his first turn. Uh, I go, and I build three or four or five, but I've still down. And, you, you know, I've got like one two card cards. In your hand. 
yeah, one one or two cards left, and they just kind of go off. You're like, well, that yeah. was fun. I didn't get to do anything. And even if he doesn't kill you, like if you're if if he plays like four attacks out of a seven cards and holds three, mm-hmm. even if you're holding two cards, you can only block two. Then you're starting behind on foundations, behind on life, and your your other option is, hey, I'll just build three and hold three cards, but then are you even blocking anything? You're just having yeah. cards in your hand to, to block, but what are you blocking? With three foundations, nothing. Yeah, you you, just, you have to play the entire match on your back foot. You can't possibly try to, like, gain traction and move forward because you're like, oh, well, I don't, I can't overcommit on my turn two now because if I mess up anything, I'm definitely dead if I somehow survived the onslaught of their turn two, right? Like, it's... Yeah. It's just it's it's not a, it's not a great feeling. It feels bad, man. Yeah, um, and the the other part of the that update is uh they also made it so neither player can attack on their first turn. So even though you're starting ready oh, and okay. with an extra card in that. your hand, yeah, so you you don't get that opportunity to attack on your first turn anymore, even as second player. Hmm. Wow. Okay. That I was just about to say, like, man, this thing really goes great for Kirishima, but not anymore because that's yeah, you could like. Jab first turn, build a free foundation, use Kirishima, build a free foundation, and just kind of get buck wild. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, like, speaking of Kirishima and five-handers in general, I think that the new mulligan rules, um, I mean, we saw how the partial mulligan has impacted the playability of five-handers, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it kind of makes me think that five-handers might just want to go second in a lot of matchups, because seeing yeah. that sixth card on your first turn to be able to build more, I think that goes a long way, but we'll see how it plays out. It does. Well, and, you know, five-handers were the ones that benefited the most from the partial mulligan to begin with, right? Like, uh, I think know. so, just for consistency of starting the game. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. as a seven-hander, you saw more cards, but yeah. you were already seeing more cards. So it was just like a win-more kind of thing where you're just like, oh, my hand's going to be even better. But as mm-hmm. a five-hander, you actually get to always have, not always, but... More often than not, you have a playable opening hand with a partial mulligan. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's huge for them, and I, I I agree with what you said to begin with. Like it's I'm glad they're willing to try things. I'm glad they're willing to experiment and see see if it works. See what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Maybe the drawing an extra card is too much for going second. Maybe it's too good. Um, Maybe, but, but we'll see. I mean, ultimately, I don't want to say one card would swing like a, a huge percentage of games, but you never know. I mean. Yeah, it sure it'll feel bad, and like if you're playing in a tournament or something, and because of that one card, your opponent got to start the game and somehow beat you. But I think the scenarios in which that happens are in the minority. Yeah, I mean, and I think what it does is it lets you go into a match, and you don't feel like you've already, you don't feel like you have to climb a mountain to come back and win. And that mm-hmm. one card is not going to change that. But what it does is it makes it so like if I lose the die roll and I'm going second now. I can just change the way I play and kind of make up for the fact that they're getting to build first, where in the past, like, you could try and play around going second, but they were still going to have this huge advantage over you over and over, and you just mm-hmm. never got anything to come back from it, you know? Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's, I think it's a good thing, like I said. I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. they're willing to work, work with it and see what, see what happens. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, they... I don't know if this is if you guys talked about this since we've last uh, recorded or anything, but they have also had the local judge stuff come out. And they've announced also that their their plans for the next level of judges and stuff like that because they call them belts, right? Because the first one's white belt, 
Uh, yeah, I'm not you... sure the terminology. I'm not going to lie. I just knew that okay. it was like a judge exam. Yeah. I didn't get into the uh, the lore of uh, of what kind of judge exam I was taking. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, they've... Um... They're little announced that those the the next level of judge tests and stuff coming up. Um, they've also the next round of like tournaments and stuff like that. So they're going to have I think they're called provisional showdowns. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, so and, yeah, provisional showdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those will be I think those are like more localized like regional tournaments as opposed to like just the local like plus ultra pack type stuff, right? Or is that the plus ultra packs? Those are still plus ultra packs, or no? Those might be okay. the next level packs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Special provisional showdowns. Yeah, and winners get uh, and VIP entry into the next tier of competitive events. So something that Jasco has done, and a lot of games do, if you win a regional event, you get free entry and a buy round sometimes into other larger tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with Jasco in the past, you could get two. Buy rounds, is that right? Or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so you can you get two free wins basically, in into a larger tournament. Um, and they also announced I think the nationals for my hero is going to be in September. That seems yep. right. I think that's right. Um, they did not say where yet, um, but we know it's going to be in September. So you got time to kind of get planned and get ready for that. Um, you're, so you're, in here, I was going to say you're skipping ahead over here, John. I am. Oh, is there what? There's the regional license exam. I'm sorry. Also, they also said the first sorry. provisional showdown will be hosted in early 2022 on Discord. Oh, okay. So that was in the newsletter. So that's going to be mm-hmm. coming sometime. If I had to guess, probably after set two drops. But okay, don't quote me. I'm guessing. That's a full full <laughs> guess. Yeah. Um. And then uh yeah and then after that there's the regional license exams. Okay. And obviously, these are uh, keeping in the theme of the show, If yeah, obviously, um, with the naming and stuff. Uh, and I think winning at the regional license ex- exam will guarantee you entry or g- give you maybe some buy rounds into nationals or something like that as well. Um, yeah, so it says that these tournaments will be held both online on the Discord and in person. Um, participation, pri- participation prizes include special promos, regular card packs, and winner prizing. We'll include additional prizes and further qualifications for future events. Okay, yeah. Uh, they will um, receive then... free entry to the tournament as well as a first-round buy. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see. And let's see. It says here we will have two pro here national event tournaments in 2022, one in person for North America and one digital for international players. Um, now, I do wonder about the digital. I obviously assume it'll be on Discord. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll let North American players, presumably the... Do you think they'll let them play in it too? I don't know. I was I was curious about this myself. That's something that I want to get some clarification on. Mm-hmm. I would hope so, but um, I mean, it, you can go to like other countries and play in nationals right now if you wanted to, like when they have them for their region. So I don't yeah. know, see why you wouldn't be able to play in their Discord, but I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. I, I am curious. Yeah. Um, so, and then if you go onto the Jasco game or the MHACardGame.com to the organized play tab, there is another tournament that's like, they haven't officially announced yet, but you can see that it's the world tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, we haven't gotten any information on that as of yet, but, uh, during the webcam weekly this week on the fifth, they have said they're going to have a, like a full player meeting. So they're going to get us all in a room and have a meeting and they're going to do a big organized play announcement. 
So okay. presumably they'll be announcing when Worlds is and what that one tail. And there was also another event that's like uh, blurred out. Grayed it's out, got like yeah. gold on it. And there's speculation about what that event is, if it's like some sort of cash event. But, I mean, there's no point in speculating on what it is. We should have all the information here in like three days. So we'll uh, yeah. we'll talk about that next week on the pod. Nice. Now, this is also just wild speculation on my part. Um, do you I, you think they'll have set at least set three out by the time Nationals is out? September? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if set two is coming out in February, um, presumably the latest you would see set three come out would be like July. In my, you know, in my opinion, I think that's when it would be coming out because if they want to do a quarter release, like one each quarter, so Q1 mm-hmm. would be set two, Q2 would be set three. And that would get us through June. And then they might even release set four, like, at Nats or something. I don't know. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they've done that in the past where they would drop sets. Like, they have it for sale at Gen Con and stuff for uh, Worlds mm-hmm. before. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Once again, this is purely speculation. Who knows? Like, they yeah. haven't said any of this stuff. Now, I wonder, Gen Con last year was in September. Um I wonder if that's going to line up with Nationals. You think they're going to make the Gen Con comeback? I, look, I would hope so. That would be awesome. That's, oh man, because I used to, that's where I started playing most of my, uh, my first big Uf, UFS event was at Gen Con. And it would give me a real reason to go back to Gen Con. I think um, if they could justify the cost of attending as a dealer there, so if, if they think the player base is going to be big enough, I yeah. can see them doing it, because like, the, the Gen Con experience was always really fun, and I don't mm-hmm. know why they left Gen Con, why they stopped going, but I can only imagine that if they think they're going to have like a 300, 400 person nationals, then why not? Yeah, um, and if you've, this is just kind of a, a side tangent, but Gen Con's awesome. If you've never been, obviously COVID kind of fucked everything up. Uh, we'll see how things are looking in September. I feel like we've been saying that for the past two years. Uh, but if you've never if you've never been to Gen Con and there is like a real opportunity to go, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, I I always kind of thought I needed an event to go to Gen Con, whether it was UFS or L5R or Warhammer or whatever. But I went one year and didn't have anything to do, and I still had a blast. Yeah. Um, we we go with a bunch of our friends. We rent a house in Indianapolis and just kind of hang out, and it's just. This is really cool. There's always something. Literally, the the con hall, not the con hall. Well, part of the convention hall is open twenty four seven. There's there's literally always something to do. It's so much fun. Indianapolis is a really cool city. If you've never been, a lot of great places to eat, a lot of great places to hang out. It's just really cool. A lot of cool people. Indeed. Yeah. Last year, yeah. the last year I went, I bought a badge, but never even went to the convention. I just hung out <laughs> and like did stuff with people all the time. Yeah. Um, a bunch of our friends, they, they pre-order like board games and stuff. And so they go pretty much the, the, the dealer hall opens, they go pick them up and they just go back to our house and play them. Play brand new board games the entire time. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and in between we play card games or whatever, or just, I don't know. I, sometimes I sign up for RPG sessions. That's fun. Um, it's just always something to do. It's a really cool event. I can't, yeah, can't stress enough how awesome Gen Con is. And if UFS made a, like, a, a major event return to Gen Con, it would be amazing. Yeah. Um, it would uh, give me an additional reason to want to go to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, because Jasco almost always has a booth. They're, they're almost always there. I know they, much like, like most people, they, they kind of pulled out of last year's 
as things kind of started to get worse again. Um, but in the past, they've always had a dealer booth. Um, yeah. Selling random stuff. And, you know, I've even when I wasn't playing UFS, I would still go to the Jasco booth just to look at stuff. Mm-hmm. Test stuff out, talk to people. It was fun. See what newness was out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All um, right. Think. Well, I, think, Are there... I think we kind of hit everything new that's happened. The big organized play stuff was the biggest thing. Yeah, uh, there is going to, for the event on Wednesday, there is going to be some streaming by Jasco. They've got some people working on setting up some streams and kind of commenting on it. So I, I assume as the event is about to go on, they'll get, put out links to Twitch or wherever it is. It's probably Twitch, I assume, um, where they're going to host that. So, it might just be in Discord, maybe. Might just but watch in yeah. Discord? That'd be pretty cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so you guys can hop on and watch and see what's going on. I know Ryan is going to play, and Matt's going to play. Do you want to give the people a little insight into what you're going to be playing? Are you, are you holding that holding that close I, to the chest right now? I don't know what I'm actually playing yet. I mean, I'll probably <laughs> play Tokiami, but I'm not sure. Okay. Um, probably a character that I can either win fast with or lose fast with. That way I can get through my first two rounds and then see how it goes from there. Yeah, man. Because uh, the, the the pro strategy is obviously play play for two rounds, but if you've already... If you're, you go O2, just get that price support and drop, man. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, you go, you play your two rounds, and then if you haven't lost, you play till you lose, and yeah. then and then you go to bed. Is what happens. Yes. <laughs> I, I I say I say I say drop. I say that because I'm an old man and I go to bed early. Yeah. If you if you can if you can stay up past like nine o'clock or something like some kind of deranged maniac, then you know stay up and play games. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about it for the the special. Special organized play pod, John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. Hope you guys come back, and we'll be back with some more Universus Academy My Hero Academia card game content.